30 interviews, 30 hours with John O'Bannon and Shadow. We are back. John O'Bannon's world record, 30 hours of interviews in a row. And well, it's awesome to have one of our favourite comedians and people, Ty Hewitt. Hey, yes, it is a pleasure to be here. Good to see you, my man. I'm feeling positive, mate. Um, so, Di, what the hell, what the hell, mate? <laughs> yeah, mate, listen, this is what I was asking for, these sort of hard-out, you know, incisive questioning. I'll tell you what the hell, mate. You know something, Jono? You're never alone. If you're sitting there by yourself, you're never alone. You're only two people away from a threesome. Oh, there you go. That's so what the hell. That's, that's my fitspo for today. <laughs> that's, that's what the hell, mate. Hey, you're a massive Warriors fan. Oh, people uh, might not know this about me, yeah. but you are a passionate Warriors fan. Well, rugby league comes first, and then the Warriors come second right, for me. So I have a love fan. of the great game, but the Warriors is my team of choice. How and hard is it sometimes? Well, I'm a massive Warriors fan. You well. Yeah, too. I know that. Now, Grant, look, we're at the um, we are at the worst point in the club's history at the moment statistically we've been out of the top eight for since 2011 when we were in the grand final I went to um I went to that grand final how's this you know Jesse Mulligan from yeah. the project I yeah. go to the grand final with him and Ben Hurley yeah as well as Peter Ehrlich and Brooke Howard Smith but they went missing in a, <laughs> in a, sandstorm, in a sandstorm of pingers they disappeared <laughs> and we <laughs> <laughs> It may or may not be true. And definitely not true. <laughs> definitely not true. Thank you. <laughs> I forget this is live yeah, today. Like so I will self-edit myself. Yeah, yeah. Probably a little late on the self-editing. Yeah, yeah so, we, um, so we get there. Well, this yeah. is a rugby league grand final. Yeah. And we're sitting at the front. We've got a whole host of Warriors fans, the whole bank behind us, you know. Jesse goes, I'll go and get us some drinks. He comes back with a tray of Pinot Gris <laughs> and like shuffles past everyone. That's a lovely drink. With a whole, we got mocked by an entire bank of blue collar Warriors fans at a grand final. I went, I went, out of all of the times you could have just got a couple of beers, this would have been it. And he went, oh, the line for the wine was, there surprisingly, was there. And I went, it's because it's a rugby league grand final. But it's been a long time. Yeah. Since the Warriors have starred in the finals, and um, yeah, it's a bit of a we're, yeah. we're at the bottom, but we can rebuild. Okay, now, here's a question How many versions of the Warriors jersey do you own? How was, many novelty Warriors jerseys? Uh, so, got I, they, they have got a lot, they, yeah, they committed to a lot of different <laughs> jerseys and a lot of different sort of styles. One would say, I've got, I, I've got a, I like to vacuum pack my things. You you're know? a vacuum packer. I'm a hey. vacuum packer. What, what from stuff way you know, Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Have you, do you run quite a tidy operation at home? Oh yeah. See, I'm I write. I, I'm a bit on the minimal buzz. You yeah, know. Right. I like to have not that many things to look after. You focus on them. However, I do have. I have more Warriors jerseys than I have normal clothes. <laughs> right. Oh, that's so, my ties. There you think. Yeah, yeah, and I have. Um, they're all number seven with dye on them. Oh really? And I have them vacuum packed. Wow. In my shed. <laughs> Family Feud? That's such a great show. You're yeah, so good you on it. Much. You enjoy I doing enjoy it? It looks like a lot of fun. I, I do enjoy it, mainly because stand-up for me has been travelling around New Zealand meeting random people. Now those random people come 
to us. Yeah. yeah. And we've had we've had basically the whole of Tokoroa on the show, <laughs> which has <laughs> been awesome. I think you just got Bev to go. Bev runs the bakery <laughs> yeah. in Tokoroa. Oh no, there's Bev and her two mates. <laughs> Still we, to go. We do, we, I think there's three families who haven't been on it. Yeah, because you always say you know a hundred Kiwis have been surveyed. Yeah. Who are these hundred Kiwis? Because they are giving some mental answers. Yeah, to they're Chris. forever changing, though. You oh, see? is that how they do it? Yeah, yeah. We survey online, right. and then you can do a few surveys when you come along, if you come along to the studio audience. Right. But no, but that's what's the best thing about the show. There's no right answer. It's not about these game shows that want you to know things. I'm not in that business. <laughs> Facts are changeable, you know? That's what Family Feuds are, Feuds about. Do you know, his, his family bought your board game. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, they bought your no, board game. I think game. it's here, actually. Got, yeah. did you, there you go. Oh, you should get it signed. Yeah, yeah I'd sign oh, that. Yeah. Well, you know, that's this. Did you ever think you'd ever be on a board game? No, and it's selling amazingly, that board is. game. The best thing is, just so I can clear this up for people, I don't get, I don't get a cut of this board game, right? <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of heat on Facebook. People are, oh, making bloody board games in your garage, are you? Trying to get a bit of extra cash. <laughs> One, I don't have the skills to make something like this. In his garage. <laughs> and two, it's a brilliant idea, and I should have thought of it, to be honest. It's, a, it's, a, it's funny how New Zealand has just loved, started to love the show. Well, it's not funny. It's a good yeah, show. No. Do people come up to you on the street and they try and play Family Feud with you? Yeah, yeah. So mainly it's people come up and get the, um, like, because the, I always go, survey says, and people come up and go, hey, Answer is survey says in there. Whatever TV guy, mate. <laughs> now nah, people Are you come good at the game. Like I, so I tried to do fast money. Yeah, I'm really bad at it. Oh really? Yeah, do you play along in your head when you're hosting? I know I get so stressed out about reading the questions wrong. Right. So I'm like, uh, uh, so I'm just focusing on the questions. I never think of the answers. I do play the games. I don't know any of the answers. I don't get given them. So when I'm doing the normal game, I play along in my head. So do you, has there been a moment on Family Feud that you just could not put to air? For it being, not for it being technically bad, but something. <laughs> <laughs> One time the camera, <laughs> camera, camera missed the shot sort of thing, but no. No, usually, usually it's people just swearing by accident. What does that happen? Yeah, yeah, because they just get a bit too excited or a bit too annoyed. Right. It's best when you've got a mum and say their maybe 18-year-old daughter and the mum's really stuffing it up and then just the look on the daughter's face. Like, mum! And then they just get septic at them and, and when they're getting changed after the show. I'll ask a question, see who gets the higher, the oh, higher okay. answer. Okay, okay here's good. Name a part of the body you only have one of. Nose. Oh, why am I thinking of that? <laughs> oh, I just oh, yeah. said it. No, I'm thinking something else you only got one of. Well, yeah, well, maybe you. <laughs> penis. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's not on the board. Dyes, oh. knows the top answer, top answer. Oh, there you go, thank you very much. He's good. Where was penis on the list? <laughs> this wasn't even on the board, mate. Would you take an answer like that if someone put, like... They probably wouldn't, would they? It's a yeah, you've got to take it. Right. That's just genitalia. You can't be as ashamed of it. <laughs> Do you not like genitalia, mate? <laughs> I love like nah. genitalia. You know, so you, can, you can talk about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, that's an anatomically <laughs> oh, correct sorry. word. I feel like I'm offended to die. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to talk to you, because we've worked together for, for many years. We certainly have. And have you, because uh, you used to do a whole bunch of interviews with celebrities. Yeah. Have you ever had an interview go wrong? 
Or you met someone and you're like, oh, God, that person was not who I oh, was. Oh, the, the, <laughs> the worst one was actually um, Carl Urban, who's, you know, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, Star yeah. Trek. Star Trek, like yeah. a very famous New Zealander. I was a bit hungover. I was interviewing him. I asked him a question. He gave this long answer. Then I asked him exactly the same question. <laughs> and he goes... <laughs> You just asked me that question. <laughs> and I went into full, no, I didn't, mate. <laughs> and I like, got quite, no, I didn't, mate. Come on, mate. I just, uh, you've got to answer it. And then he answered it. Then I was watching the tape back and went, I just asked him exactly the same <laughs> question. <laughs> and then he hit me up about it. We're at like a music awards or something. Yeah. Just, What's up with the same question? You asked me the same question. Didn't <laughs> still going. Why are you bugging him? No, I committed. I was nodding, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. Um, I the the weird the sort of most enjoyable one I did was going over to that movie um, Get Him to the Greek that had like Jonah oh, Hill. P. Diddy, yeah. Russell Brand. So I got to interview all of them. P. Diddy is like only like a fraction taller than me. Right. And he comes in with this swag of like, um, as you, you know, an entourage of big dudes yeah. with him. And when you're interviewing him, he has a guy who has numbers and he just slowly counts the numbers down. And when he gets to zero, he just walks in and takes your mic off. And there was a guy before me who was an Aussie dude and he was halfway through a question and the guy just came and took his mic off. Time to move on. Well, your allocated time with P. Diddy is up. Yeah, you had the five. Clock is up. You had wow. five minutes. And there you go. Jeez. But I enjoyed Russell Brand. Ashton Kutcher was. Oh, I've never seen that one. He was he was hard work. Yeah, he was he was the on the, that particular the, day. The thing is, it's a movie. It was the movie he he made sort of a couple of years ago. And um, he he's, he only acts in movies where he's the executive producer because no one's going to hire Ashton Kutcher to be in a film. And go over to chat to him. Go over to chat to him. Like, we just want to have a chat. He sits with it. He makes me sit on the other side of the hotel room. Like, we're like 10 metres apart. It makes me sit by myself in a seat on the other side. And he just talks with his mate, right? Yeah. And like, they have a laugh. And I'm like, oh, so what are you laughing about? Don't worry, buddy. Oh, really? It's just between us, mate. And it was like the most <laughs> awkward. So luckily, Mikey, who's my best mate and sort of edits everything I've been shooting, he um he just cut it to make it look as tragically awkward as it was. <laughs> so seven days. You've been doing seven days for a long time now. Yeah, man. I want to ask you that question. Is there stuff that hasn't made it to air, jokes that have made it to air, not made it to air, for being too raw? No, well, people who watch Seven Days will know. Like, we actually, we're looking back. So we started 2009, right? It's we're coming up next week as our 250th ep wow. of the show, which Damn. is yeah. insane for a New Zealand show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just been running so long. So I was looking back at some of the early shows, and they were raw ads. <laughs> like, there's some, if you want to look, I don't, I'm sure they're still on, on demand. Yeah. Some of those early shows are just so crazy. And the thing is, what I what I love about Seven Days is it's why it's worth coming along to like a um, uh, shooting of it. Is we film for like three hours with a with a break. So there's we're told don't censor yourself, just go for it. Then Making the people the who are later. editing it yeah. will sort of protect you because there's you don't want to be trying to. 
when you're riffing, you just want to sort of throw yeah. it all out there. That's mm. been, on a serious note, it's been a huge success story, oh, isn't it? For New so. Zealand comedy. Yeah, yeah well, because quite like it. I, when I, I started out, like, it's depressing to think I started comedy in 1997, right, doing live stand-up, and New Zealand comedy had such a bad name yeah. back then, you know, and then we sort of worked at it and now like look at your guys show wow. you know the, the people, <laughs> have, the people have come i yeah, mean well, I, you guys have laid the sort of foundation for other shows like us to come yeah along. and i awesome. introduced guy williams yeah well apart from that yeah, that's yeah right. i mean yeah. you know yeah, yeah, you got yeah. you got died to blame for introducing you guy got, yeah. yeah well i was in a sandstorm of fingers but yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so I can't, I can't take the full ramp for her. <laughs> now your mum's a judge. She a judge? No, I segue from Sandstorm. Has she ever got you off any drugs charges? <laughs> no. My mum is, no, I've never broken the law. Um, my... My mum is a judge. Yeah. I grew up in a crazy household. And your dad's a very famous actor. Yeah, um, yeah. so he was in the first sitcom, yeah. basically in New Zealand, which was Gliding On, that ran from late 70s through to the yeah. mid sort of 80s. And mum, when I grew up, was a, um, she was a lawyer and then she became like one of the first female judges in New Zealand. That's awesome. And um, she did um, just some crazy cases, like I can remember. She forced the Satan slaves, who were this hell like gang down in in wellington and they used to have this amazing like um sort of home base yeah. that had these huge steel fences so what they used to do is they'll like, rip off harleys and so forth then they could drive them in strip the harley and distribute the parts before the police could get through the gate wow um and so she had this case where she got them to take down their fences and that and like they were doing drive-bys at our not shooting but like drive-bys and intimidation at our place oh, actually, and i can remember yeah and i can remember oh, that it's so it's stressful but mum stood strong and i've always been so proud of her and she's um at the moment doing some amazing um work for people who've been abused in state care and so forth like That's she's cool. someone i'm so proud of and has been such an amazing um role model that's for cool. me and sort of it's been her and dad were involved in starting a theatre in Wellington Circa Theatre so she's always had the fun art side to her as well and I was basically raised in a theatre so it's oh. primo wow it's really yeah. interesting yeah. Yeah. Deep. yeah because <laughs> you, you, your parents are proud of you my parents will look at us here <laughs> yeah, you, you can't even pull your pants down properly mate <laughs> Oh, is that how you mean to put pants on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You mean to put pants on? Although I quite like this Capri setup you're going. <laughs> I'm trying you've got to bring the Capri pant back. You usually to... only see it in the Easy Buy catalogue, but you're like doing it here on live it's TV. Lovely, yeah. it's lovely. It's lovely. I'm going to go. I'm going to head to Briscoes for the sale to yeah. my Capri pants. I want to ask a question. Do you get sick of people making short jokes on seven days, or you just roll with it because that's what you're used to now? It's weird. When I started out in stand-up, I um I was doing characters, right? And I never, no one ever thought of me as short. Yeah, well, you're not. You no. Know, no. And then because of, the second I started doing Seven Days with Jeremy and Paul. Well, Paul. Paul's massive. like six four. Yeah. Jeremy's like six two. So they look average. So yeah. I just look so small. Right. I love it though because people meet me in pubs and they're, oh, you're so short, bro. You're so short. Then I go. Dude, you're literally looking at me in the eyes. <laughs> like, we're the same height, man. But people have this image that I'm so short, so yeah. when they meet me, my number one thing is, oh, you're taller than you are on TV, bloody yeah. family guy. <laughs> family. <laughs> so pick, you were telling a story about someone picking you up at a pub. Yeah, and trying to throw them. 
Yeah. Plan him some pit. No, they pick. This guy got obsessed with trying to wear me like a hat. So he kept. Like, it was so depressing. I'm just literally trying to. And this was after after the show. They went, we've got this lovely wine bar to take you to. We went, that sounds Jesse nice. Mulligan's there going, yeah, oh, go, watching a league game. <laughs> <laughs> so we um, go to this wine bar and I'm just chatting to this dude. And next minute, this guy's, you make a good hat, mate. <laughs> And he's holding me above his head, trying to wear me like a hat. You wouldn't have a good hat. No, I, I know. Yeah, it's so good for the person wearing the hat, so bad for the hat. I've never worn a hat since. It put you on hats for life. So, uh, on the fourth time, he oh tried God, to right. wear me like a hat. It was, I just, i got to go, sorry, mate. You're not going to end up with me on your head tonight? No. Do you so, have your phone with you? Yes. Can we see if um, like Jeremy Corbett or Paul Ego will answer, you for, will answer a call from you? Oh, look, I actually, okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. You're not going to like this. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you a scoop. Both of them have asked me to sort of act as a block. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to oh. not involve them in this oh. interview. Because really? Both of them have been in commercial radio, right? Yeah. I've been stung <laughs> too many times oh. by being okay. rung okay. off the cuff, okay? Okay. Are you, and you're, you're here to sit, you're the gatekeeper. <laughs> oh, no. Look, they'll never answer my call again. If, if you phone them but right that's now. you calling. They don't know they're part of some wacky sort of 30-hour stunt, do they? they? They'll sniff it. <laughs> they'll sniff it through the phone lines. <laughs> yeah. There's live yeah. video evidence, clearly. It's on TV well, they're right they're watching this. Surely their lives are not that bleak. Yeah, but all this. of a sudden they'll be on it. I can't do this. I can't do this to them. I'm sorry. We're going to have to call your mum again, Johnny. Oh, OK. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we can call Eddie. We'll call Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, hates so. being on, Eddie hates being on the... Uh, oh, what am I doing there? This is just me trying to figure out my passcode. See, look, you want to look, so we don't have to, um, I can deliver you some content here so you don't okay, have thanks, to bring so your mum into this. A... Do you not want to talk We're... to my mum? <laughs> well, it's a not, lovely lady. Not after, we had, not, not after last night. Let's <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if she remembers you. Yeah, we'll be show very quickly. <laughs> She's a lovely lady, very lovely lady. Did she come up? She knows what she knows what's up. She's been talking to Jeremy and Paul. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I um I had a short lived radio show on the <coughs> yeah. Saturday Live. Uh, yeah, yeah. Early on a Saturday morning. Yeah. I um the one thing I can't I'm not very good at is I don't do prank calls, right? right? It stresses me out. I think because I was raised as a very moral person yeah. and I go, these people are just doing their day <laughs> and you're ringing them up. And so I tried to ring up the service station guy about cheesels or something <laughs> and he just went me. Look, mate, just trying to do my job here, mate. And you're ringing up, asking me questions about cheesels, mate. I know you're on the radio, mate. I know you're on the radio, but I'm just here. I've been here all night, mate. I've got people coming up to the window. I've got to look after people at the pump. And you're ringing up, <laughs> mocking me about cheesels, mate. <laughs> and, for, and they put your friend That was my one people. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't even want to do this, mate. Well, what was I, the cheesel gear? There wasn't even a thing. <laughs> it was just about, like, who's selling cheesels at the most 
price. So did it end up in like a, a pathetic apology of like, I'm sorry, mate, I didn't mean to interrupt your day. Yeah, and then because I got it wrong, they had to paintball me or something in the car. Park. That's radio. That's classic radio. Yeah, I know. You know, well, so they they my, I was allowed to make my own armor, right? So so I went to um, I went to like Storage King and bought those really thick boxes that you get to move house with, and I made amazing armor, right? And it was Clint who's yeah, on yeah, George yeah, now. Yeah. And um, it was Clint and and Megan who's uh, with Fletch and Warner, yeah. and they um and they both shot me with um paintball. Right? Yeah. I made this amazing armor, yeah. and Clint managed to shoot through the one <laughs> centimeter gap and hit me on the penis. <laughs> well, you're allowed to say it. it's an anatomical. Yeah, right. Do you not like you to tell you a bit? Right, now, now paintball. It's so, like, it's not yeah. fun. It's not fun in any, no, no. I've been investigating now, there's, you can do bow and arrow paintball. That's where violent. You, where you fire yeah, bow yeah. and arrows at each other, but it's like a soft thing. It's meant to lessen the paintball. But so, we're in the car park of, you know, where the edge yeah, is, yeah. down the back there. I just screamed and smashed my hand down on the roof of this Audi and like dented the roof of the Audi. And where it was just everything. So yeah, I so you're like you like pinkles now, buddy? Yeah. You like them now? So that So now so, you're like no more. Yeah. So the whole prank called paintball thing was I, I led, led me to a short lived sort of Radio career. Radio you know the career. Worst thing, the worst thing I had to do for radio. Oh here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get your Prince Albert out yeah. <laughs> this time, mate. Sorry, look at this. Here we go. See it? Is get Nick and Rog tattooed on you. Yes. Mate, we've and to make it... <laughs> see how white that was, too. And to shot. make it weird just to get a white balance a few hours into the interviews. <laughs> we actually were, we were you could have done a sink clap with that as well. <laughs> um, to make it worse, it's got Nick on there. I know, Nick He's not even the, relevant no, anymore. He's not at the rock. What happened to Nick? Uh, Nick... He did more of him uh, breakfast in the Waikato for a bit there. Yeah. And now Haraki breakfast as well. And he was Haraki breakfast. But you, you can be safe that Rog will always be relevant. <laughs> he was, then he always have a special place. <laughs> he certainly has a special place on your right, <laughs> <laughs> on your right cheek. Do you get, as a comedian, do you find people come up to you and like want you to make them laugh? Yeah. Does that happen they lots? Always, it's always the, oh, tell us a joke, mate. Yeah. Tell, or Do you have like a go-to joke that you would tell or not? Or you just go, oh, look, I don't save that for seven Look, days. I have a go-to joke that mainly, because I do a lot of um, radio interviews and the word... Uh, you can you tell it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the... No, so do, we have any, do, we have any, do we have milk or something? Right, I'm going to take a mouthful of milk. You tell me the joke. Okay, so this... I'm going to try not to laugh. The backstory... He's going to spit it in my face. No, I'll try no. not to laugh. I'll try not to no laugh. Way. This is I'll also... I'll try not to laugh. And if I do... I'll, gonna... Almost for you guys, I don't want you to laugh because this is a velour. Yes, this is, this not, is velour. You know, this isn't going <laughs> to hold well under so lights. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. I actually, in the studio, wrestled a porn star and some mayonnaise. But that, I'll tell you about that after this. Um, <laughs> oh, that's not the joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the setup is yeah. because I'd always get asked, tell us a joke. Yeah. So I told this on More FM, yeah. and we got cut off very quickly. <laughs> What's the difference between a prostitute and a drug dealer? <laughs> <laughs>
I knew he was going to do it. I knew he was going to do it. <laughs> Sorry. Now he gives a punchline. Now, now it's my turn. Now it's my turn. You, okay, you got the setter. <laughs> Go for it. You get the... <laughs> the, that's better than what I'm intending. <laughs> What's the difference between a prostitute and a drug addict? What? A drug dealer. What? What's the difference? A drug dealer can't wash his crack and resell it. <laughs> It's all some morphine. Well, because I said, I said to them, you just said it live on television. Yeah, no, there's no, you can't. There's no broadcasting issues with that joke. But every, <laughs> I'll let the broadcasting standards aside. But I've been in front of them for worse and got off. <laughs> um, but the thing is, because they'd always go. I'd say, look, don't tell us a joke. What, what are you? You're talking topics for the morning. Let's just have a laugh over yeah. what's going on. Straight in, oh, you're a comedian, tell us tell a joke. Tell us a joke, yeah. So I'd always tell them that joke, and they'd be... <laughs> and <laughs> they got to ask well, another be one. Be careful what you wish for, mate. <laughs> be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Check them all, Kyle. We'll wipe them off. Thanks, Bronny. Thank you. Um, I do... Um, so, let's go back to the um, yeah. wrestling of porn star. Yeah, in, in the mayonnaise, down <laughs> in, this, in this very place. Yes. How'd so, that work out? So, we... Um, we, for people who don't know, this is like a pseudo news studio. Yeah. It has been. It was being used for Nightline at the time. That's right, yeah. Right. And um, we, um, the Download Concept, who are a great um, uh, crew of people who make Seven, seven Days, days Gary, Gary of the Pacific, Pounds. I used to do a show, Pop Goes the Weasel, with Jackie Brown and yeah. myself. And so they had challenges where you're either electrocuted or like... For me, I had a porn star on my team. <laughs> and if we lost, we had to wrestle, right? And so we're wrestling, and then they drop like 200 litres of mayonnaise <laughs> from up in the lighting. Did you room. know about the mayonnaise? No. And they didn't know. I'm allergic to egg, right? Like, I get anaphylactic shock. So I start, like, swelling. Oh, really? Wrestling this porn star and swelling up, not in a good way, like in a very welty way. And so, I, luckily, I didn't swallow any of it, so I just like I got welts and oh, all that sort of carry on. But then they got in so much trouble because it was a studio full of mayonnaise under hot lights. <laughs> And because they dropped it from the lighting grid, it like splashed up on the walls and it stunk in here for so long. How right? was the porn star being doused in 200 <laughs> litres of mayonnaise? Was she I don't look. It? They didn't, they, no one was signing release waivers on that show. <laughs> I, re I went stupidly, Reese Darby, who I've known and who I had lived with for years, yeah. I let him. He conned me into the fact that he knew uh, so much about any music that was in war films. Right. So he said he'd be quizzed on, I think it was like the music in Platoon. Yeah. And he'd never watched Platoon. <laughs> and I had one of those electric dog collars on. Oh, jeez. Oh, I got electrocuted and it went up a notch for everyone he yeah. got wrong. And I was like... That. <laughs> and you know with those things, you know, from doing yeah. the anticipation... Yeah, it's yeah. way yeah, it's worse yeah, than, the than the actual thing. Yeah. But so well, now pop like, goes the weasel. That was a good start. Sounds like the you bloody start like... of ISIS. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like torture. Speaking of, I did, you live with Reece Darby. You also live with the Fly of the Concords guys. Yeah, as well, right. That Rich was yeah. 
the 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 me uh, so I lived with him for a short time over in Edinburgh. Yeah. When I go over to do the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah. It was 2003. It was like your two planes on the runway. They're like a Concorde that's just <laughs> about to take off fly and into the Earth's atmosphere. And I wasn't in that plane. I was like sitting on a skateboard going really slowly. It was like I was living with them just as they, they were starting to break. Like they just as they'd sort of got their BBC radio series, which the next year led to their HBO show. Wow. And I was, um, I had a show that I was really proud of the show, but I was sort of in the wrong venue. I'd marketed it to the wrong people. And I, was, I had 36 people. I had the first night standing ovation, 100 people. I thought I cracked it. But it was like so many comp tickets and that. Yeah. Next night, 36 people in, 10 minutes in, 34 of them walked out. Oh, no. Oh, you did a show to two people. No, because I stopped and I went, this, it was like an, a dude who would be about 60, you know, yeah. and I was like 22 at the time. I was, hey, bro, why are you here? And he goes, is your mum Carolyn Henwood? <laughs> and I went, yeah, and he goes, I think I went to uh, school with her in Plymouth. And I went, oh, that, that's show. good. And then he walks out, and the only dude left is the mate of the lighting guy who sort of goes, oh, yeah, I'm James's mate. Should we just have a beer? And so and that I'm was like, the end of the show? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we should. And then so I went on, and I was cancelling shows because no one was showing up, and they were like, you couldn't get it into Flight of the Concords for love nor money. But they helped me so much. Like, um, Brett just sort of said, like, I'd known Brett. I used to play. Because you guys from Wellington. Yeah, right? I'd yeah, play yeah. cricket with him. We are in the cricket team when we were five and stuff. Yeah. And so I'd known him for a long time. And um, he sort of just sat me down and was counselled me, basically. Uh-huh. And it's weird. It is, was literally one of those moments that <clears throat> either kills you or makes you stronger. And it made me so much stronger. And I came back with a bit of a fire in my belly and determined to crack it. And then um, two years later, I got insert video here that was on C4. And then that sort of just was a ramp for me from there. Because I suppose there's a few bleak moments as a stand-up comedian. Yeah, it's a pretty lonely lonely task, especially when you're um, by yourself cracking it. And I lost 20 grand on that show. Um, I was in a really expensive venue over there. On the back of I just lost 10 grand and... um, Melbourne that year, so. <clears throat> so what do you do? You just the money you make from a certain set of shows, you then take over to the next set of shows and invest in that. Yeah, like I'd won the Billy T over here, so yeah. I'd been, I'd won a bit of cash. The actual show had gone well, so I got a bit of cash, and then I'd sort of invested that, and I was working in a bar at the time, and I'd sort of been saving up money, and then I got into debt with that, and then sort of slowly clawed my way out of it, and. Um, it, wor- it worked out well in the long run. Uh, but stand-up's one of those things. You either know you want to do it or you don't when you're on stage, and you don't do it for money. You do it because you just have the itch to, to do, do it. it. Well, Di, um, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, it's awesome. Time, it was man. good, bro. Good to see you, mate. Good to see goodness. So to bring along, next time we'll call Jeremy. Oh, sorry we didn't get around to that today. Yeah. <laughs> good day, <laughs> okay, we'll do it next good time. Good day, Good on you. What a legend. That was another fine John O'Ben and Sharon podcast. If you need more of them in your life, try the John O'Ben and Sharon 24-7 channel on the Rover app and listen live on the edge three till seven weekdays.